Hey everybody, it's Katie here. Please enjoy this installment of The Mank Files. Do you want to go into Patreon questions Yeah, let's do it. Do you have time? Sure. All right. So, Patreon questions. Um, Claire P., who was too shy to say hi to you at CrimeCon, said, I know. I saw her too, and she didn't say anything. (laughs) So rude, Claire. I'm like, that's Claire. Claire. Why is she pretending she doesn't know me? Ugh. So, uh, who do you think is the most famous member of the Mankiewicz clan? Your family is extremely accomplished. Yes, they are. Um, I'm sort of the black sheep. Um, <laughs> Stop. Uh, well, the most famous member now is unquestionably my brother. Not you. Oh, no, 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 no. You think your brother is more famous than you? Twice the Twitter followers I do, or maybe really? three times or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. My brother's the host of Turner Classic Movies. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he has the best job in television. Um, yeah, that's a great job. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you like watching movies and talking yes. about it, yeah. It's a great which, job. Yeah, which and is how we all grew up. You guys diss oh, each other so on fun. Twitter quite a bit. He just dissed you yesterday. We diss each other in real life. Well, what happened yesterday? <laughs> he said uh, that Dateline tweeted a picture of you guys walking through the kitchen corridor yes, uh, at, at CrimeCon Crime yeah. doing the sleuth move, and he said, the easy part was finding the kitchen corridor. The hard part was getting my brother Get, to leave. Getting my brother out of the kitchen, Yeah. Well, that's, you know, the, the, the mank magnet that they give away, that yes. they, which I was going to bring you, except I know you have one. Yes, right? I yeah. have one. Right. Oh. <laughs> did you see that little, wait, did you just wow. witness that little, wow. I have one, and wow. then she did this? Wow. So you don't have it one. It was a, I don't have one. Because I specifically asked if you had them, and, and, and I was told that you did. And you saw that little. Right. I well, have one. I, I want it as just a plain viewer, not using any of my podcast clout. Mm-hmm. I answered a quiz question correctly on Instagram. You think we have clout? No, not at okay, all. Okay, cool. Not yeah, at I all. I just wanted to make um, sure that's clear. Well, uh, so the man, the Mank magnet, which first of all should be for sale. Yes. In the biased and failing NBC store. Yes, we have our change.org petition. Or at least online it should be available. Yeah. Yes. Because everybody wants it. Um, it's a little mm-hmm. magnet that, you know, like a refrigerator magnet. And like me, it stays as close to the refrigerator as possible. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Gosh, Why? Wait, who? What is, first of all. It's a picture. It's a. It's a full it, it, standing, a, yeah. and he's wearing a suit. And it's just a. Uh, it's a. It's a magnet made from. I guess one of the publicity photos. Were right? you calling it a magnet, or was that something? They call something it a magnet. Oh, yeah, they call great. it a yeah. So we have this who change. Make, to, who makes them? The well, NBC. Well, well no, no, they have like the Dateline no, I think people. Like Dateline made yeah. them, but they only made like a hundred of them because we don't have a lot of money. Well, to maybe do that. Dateline. The, the store we'll should send be. You one. The store should be selling them. Maybe the store will let us sell them. Yeah, maybe. We, so when we started the podcast, there was literally one item on the NBC store, which was, I think, a coffee cup. Right. And now there's maybe 12 items, but reruns of um, Dallas or something, they also have like 12 items. So it seems, and the good the good place has like 22 items. And, mm. and I've been in the NBC store, the, sorry, the Boston Failing NBC store in right, New York a couple right. of times. <laughs> and... When I go there, I mean, I've, I haven't been there that many times, but every time I'm in New York, I, I usually stick my head in the store. Frequently, there's nothing in the store. Mm-mm. I mean, for people who want to come by and yeah. buy stuff, there's nothing. There's not even a coffee mug yeah. that says Dateline. Now, What's, I know you can get some of that stuff online. Yeah, you can store. get like 13, 12 or 13 items yeah. now. But we have a list on change.org. Go on our petition, but then also sign something like for children or elephants or something while you're on sure. change.org. Right. Yes, but um, but if we, people want like a manky doll 
well with maybe a removable pocket square. Well, you could a really sw- good idea. right. You could dress it. Swappable pockets. Yes. Yeah. So done. yeah, mm-hmm. I think they definitely want the host puppets that do. Yes. The puppets yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. the cutouts. They yes, want the maybe. I think there's all kinds of merchandising you know, opportunities that NBC is missing out on. One hundred percent. It is. They are biased. Also, they failing. should also be selling. I mean, in the same way that like Dateline appears on. I don't know, TLC and Oprah and ID and and also syndicated all over the place. You should be able to buy old seasons of Dateline the way you can buy old seasons of... Yes. Why are they doing that? Magnum PI or whatever. Well, now, here, this is an old question I had, is if we were to ever get, you know, box sets of DVDs, is there any way that we could get a blooper reel? Is that ever going to happen? I don't think we've ever made one. That's the thing. But funny stuff happens, I'm sure. Yeah, or you sometimes. mess up when you're doing your... Well, certainly when we're out trying to shoot something like on camera, we, we, we screw up all the time. Or at least I do. I presume <laughs> other people do. The others three probably don't. Like they're probably, Stop they're, it. They probably like never make a mistake. It's only me. Do you work with the same camera team a lot of times? Frequently. I mean, we have a bunch of freelancers around the country that we usually work with. Like there's a guy in Texas that we always hire. There's a guy Bit in Chicago. Always, yeah. There's a guy in Minnesota. Yeah. You know... So like usually, I mean, they have so much gear that yeah. they don't fly. They usually yeah. they drive from wherever they are, even if that's like ten hours. That makes because sense because the amount of equipment required for a Dateline shoot is much more than the amount of equipment retired, required for like an evening news piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And we need a lot more lights and a lot more just. Stuff. And how many days are you usually, I'm saying on average, are you usually, I know I'm going to be there for 20 days or I know I'm going to be there for a week. You know, usually Does it's it, there, usually you're there three to five days Not twice, that long. Twice. I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, we were wondering, so, okay, this goes back to when episodes are aired, Katie seems to think there's a connection. There was a guy whose <laughs> alibi was Dunkin' Donuts, and it was released on National Donut Day. And then there was an episode where these lesbian girls were attacked, and it was during Pride Month. And so is there any correlation between when you're airing? Like, the, it was Keith's birthday, but they aired a Josh episode, okay, and we well, didn't know here, why. Here's the answer to that. We're not that smart. <laughs> there's nothing happened. Okay. Yeah. We were trying to add meaning where there was none. Episodes usually air when they are done. I mean, it's not like we have a dozen of these sitting on the shelf at any one time. Really? So it's just, okay. There's a lot of stuff in production right Mm now. Wow. Sometimes there's like two or three to pick from, but that's usually the most. I mean, usually, you know, they tell you, yeah, you start, you know, we want you in editing on Monday because it's going to air five weeks from Monday Mm -hmm. or five weeks from Mm -hmm. Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, So be ready. Gotcha. Um, sometimes it's a lot less time than that. I mean, Unraveled in Phoenix, we did in like three weeks. Yeah, that just wow. happened like a month yeah. before. It, right, yeah. so that was a that tremendously was really accelerated fast. schedule. But that's also what we also had a lot more people on that. Mm-hmm. The only way to do it faster like that generally is to put more people on it. Instead of having one editor, you have six editors. And right. each one's doing one of the acts. Mm-hmm. So there's not a, things generally air as soon as they're done or pretty close to when they're done. Oh, I just got a question. Is is it decided ahead of time if it's going to be a one hour or a two hour? Oh, yeah, almost always. Uh, every now and then we will work on something and we will call our bosses in New York and say, this is going to be better as a two hour. Okay. Um, or we have, you know, and sometimes they call us and say we have, you know, whether things are one hour or two hour, this is the thing that's not commonly understood. That's not up to date line. That's up to NBC. Mm-hmm. That's up to the network. That's up to their schedule. And they say to us, you know, the thing that is going to air before you starting in September, the new show, is not ready yet. That's happened a couple of times. We won't have 
new episodes of, you know, Blind Spot or whatever is going to air before sure. you mm-hmm. sure. until October 23rd. That's mm-hmm. when they're going to be ready, right? So from September through the third week in October, you you're going to be two hours. Oh. So suddenly you need seven two hours. Maybe we, <laughs> wow. only, have, maybe we only have three two hours, uh-huh. right? So that's when they start saying to us, you know, is there any way that this could be two hours? Because Got a two-hour episode works better in terms of building an audience than two separate one-hour episodes, mm-hmm. which we can do and which we have done. Mm-hmm. But it's really great to be able to have the extra time yeah. to sort of tell that story and mm-hmm. just let it play out. Yeah. Yeah. But, of course, some stories don't have enough twists. Right. You know, I mean, right. yeah. I mean, stories that are the hardest to tell are ones in which the obvious suspect ends up being the guilty party. Sure, yeah. You know? And yeah. that's hard to do for one hour, let alone two. Yeah. Right. Uh, Lynn Cummings from Georgia wants to know if you remember when you let her touch your hanky at CrimeCon. That sounded really weird. I know. Say that again. <laughs> that sounded kind of creepy. Um, it really uh, did. I do remember uh, Lynn Cummings uh, uh, touching my, my hanky. It was, it was very gentle. There you go. <laughs> um, Chuck DZ76, of all the stories you've covered, which has had the most annoying slash detestable character you've ever Ooh, had to interact a, that's with? That's a big question. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the story that always jumps out uh, to me is a story that I think only aired one time, and it's not part of any of the rerun packages um, because it's such a horrible story. There's two stories like this, actually. Um, one of them is the uh, is the murder of... Tori Venu and her son Dean in San Diego, told yes. by told by uh, Dean's grandmother uh, Dana Eros, who's become a friend of mine and who's become this like fearsome victims advocate here in uh, here in California. Um, and the other is the story of the murder of Tom and Jackie Hawks off the coast of Newport Beach. The Skyler by a guy named Skyler DeLeon, yeah. who, oh, yeah. who, who drowned them at sea, yeah. which was a, also a terrible story, um, and. Uh, and those two are, they have some, they're both full of detestable characters, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in those cases, the, the bad guy. Um, most memorable person in a good way? Well, Dana certainly comes to mind, um, you know, who, you know, went from, you know, I mean, I think she read like 50 books about how to deal with grief. Uh, none really? of them worked. Um, she, you know, was a puddle on the floor for a little while. And then sort of, you know, Picked herself up and 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 became this like you know I think she was a victim's advocate of the year. Wow, that's at great. one point a couple of years ago. She's yeah. a, she's oh somebody gosh. that you could have on. She's, she's so great. not Mickey. Yeah. Mickey's certainly a <laughs> memorable character, um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm but not uh, inspiring. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, Dana's more much more inspiring. Um, yeah. Uh, um, I, I want to. You know, the funny thing is. We don't run those two episodes again and again, in part because they're so jarring. Right. Really. But in both cases, I think the families would like to see those things run because yeah. because they, mm-hmm. they, they've they metabolized it. Mm-hmm. You know, Is that really the why they're... I'm not saying that they're okay because nobody's ever okay after this thing's over. I mean, right, of course. There's no they've closure. They've handled it as well as there anyone There is no could. such thing as closure. And people who talk about that don't know what they're talking about. Correct. But... but like they're they want to see that story again. It's it's like it, it happened, and and they want it out there. I, I think we should 
We should run those. And is that legitimately why they don't run it? Is well, because it's tough so it's they're too both, hard. They're both, oh. mm-hmm. they're both. I mean, we have a lot of trouble with stories about uh, particularly brutal crimes. You know, we're not looking for the bloodiest oh, story course. out there. Yeah. We're not. We don't cover a lot of serial killer stories. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't do a lot of sex crime stories, mm-hmm. and we don't do a lot of crimes against children because people just want to change the channel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what makes all of this. Some those two stories makes those made those very tough to tell, mm-hmm. but. They're also very compelling stories, and mm-hmm. so if we're gonna if we're gonna rerun, you know, um, Twisted Faith, we should probably rerun those too. Yeah. Mm. Uh, do you want to keep going with questions? Well, I we really wanted the I really wanted to ask this one question: is that about other cases? Do you ever, you know, America gets really obsessed with huge cases, so like Jean Benet mm-hmm. or Jody Arias. Have you ever been very watched a case from beginning to end that you weren't involved with, you weren't reporting on. It's kind of a busman's holiday. I mean, yeah. That's what I mean, I'm asking. No, I don't. You I don't. don't. Okay, I mean, you stay I away. Mean, everybody says to me, did you, uh, uh, people ask me if I watch Making a Murderer. You know, if I, I, I Yeah, but you know, why would you, yeah, so I, I you don't. You know, and okay. I didn't, um, what's the one of, uh, what's the Syed one? What's the podcast that was? Oh, this, Amer- this American right. Life. Right. The, um, is that right? Serial. Yeah. Serial, yeah, right. I didn't because that wasn't my story. We tried to get mm-hmm. them to do a story and I was going to do it, but they didn't want to. That, that would have been the, great. The, That's the a... podcast didn't want to do it. Mm. So, no, I don't. I mean, I am pretty fully involved with the stories that I am working on. And so I got to, you know, get yeah. all read in on those and follow those. You know, and, and it's of, enough. It right, must be right. And the rest of the time, I'm you know, yeah, I'm I'm watching Netflix. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody.